Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rikari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 80 of Star Wars and Scotch. My name is Kevin, and as always, I am with my co-host, Tim. Hello. How are you, Tim? I'm good, Kevin. I'm surprised that it's it's number 80. It is number 80. We're almost at number 100. That's if crazy. we keep course, we will hit 100 before the end of the year. Oh, what number are we going to be at for GCX? Uh, 81, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. It's going to make you want to throw up your ticket. Oh, eight episodes away. <gasps> Maybe 89 if we do an extra one for celebration. Ooh, Kevin. You know what that means? means everybody needs to head on over to GCXevent.com right now and get your tickets because we have an amazing Star Wars panel happening at GCX. We're going to have uh, Star Wars Explained. We're going to have uh, Molly and Alex there. We're going to have Storyism from TikTok. Uh, we're going to have uh, an illustrious voice that you've heard in many audible books. I just heard him on the way here. Our, our fan Mark Thompson is going to be joining us as well. Uh, I'll be on the panel. Kevin will be on the panel. I will be on the panel this year. Be there too. But, <laughs> I don't know. The, the ch- plans unless, are always changing here. At the rare drop office. Unless a spaceship catches on fire and crashes somewhere, uh, like it did last year, then so I, I already I will be did on the that. Panel. Yeah. So I will be. I will be there this year. Uh, I'm so excited. And then Mark and Alex and Molly are all doing meet and greets as yes. well. So if you make it to the panel and you want to get a quick photo and say hello and maybe get their autograph, uh, you'll be able to do that uh, during their meet and greet session. They'll all be on one meet and greet session, by the way. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, I just want to get it. It'll get posted probably about two weeks out uh, of the time and, and whatnot. And I promise you, I'm going to promise you this. I'm going to do everything I can for those Star Wars fans that want to do this all in one day to have this all happen in one day. So we'll see if we can pull that off. It really depends on everyone's schedule. But Star Wars Saturday, maybe. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. We have so many content creators that have confirmed them. So excited. Yeah. Wife is coming back. Leopard's coming back. Glad's coming back. Um, I'm going to be there. Dr. Lupo will be there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Little Simsy will be there. Sick. Cheese is our MC. There you go. So, Akari you know, like, Sam are hosts. those are all amazing reasons to head on over to GCXevent.com. Get your tickets today, and uh, we'll hopefully see you June 11th and 12th in Orlando at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. 
I'll be there on like the eighth or the ninth. So if you, yeah, so uh, go hang out with Kevin. You know, bug him, ask him how you know if this shirt works as a ticket. You know, he'll love it. Randy, Randy keeps he just keeps talking about how we're gonna drink, and I'm like, do you work or are you just gonna drink the whole time? We're <laughs> just gonna drink and work the whole time. I will say this: in the world of event planning, uh, I find it hilarious that it is super common to just keep bottles stashed in various parts of the building that you're planning your event in because by that point you need it yeah like you've earned it so yeah i worked with the, i worked be. with a guy when we were doing all the stuff at the o'connell center uh for for events and stuff uh one of our tour like the, the manager the house manager had a uh, bottle of crown in his road case mm-hmm. at all times yeah. so yeah no that's that's completely normal completely Normal, Tim. I'm drinking that Sierra Gold this morning. Ah, we were actually talking about our single origin roast uh, uh, with a buddy of mine yesterday, and uh, he was he was like, "Do you have anything from Brazil? I love Brazil." And I was like, "Boy, howdy, do we ever! We've got a great single origin roast from Brazil that you will love." And then he was and then he was looking at it. And he was like, oh, but the Darkness Blend also has 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 all of these roasts that I love as well. Ah, and yes. So yeah, it was a it was a nice little little cellar right there. So, and the Brazil is not hard to find because it's called Brazilian Gold. So it's pretty easy if you're looking for it you just go to b it's all in alphabetical ah, oh, oh so are you saying if they head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and search our roast selection that they can just head to the category of b yeah and if you want a subscription so you don't have to worry about it it'll just pop your card and uh deliver it to your front door you can do that if you want to bulk up and get a bunch of shit all at once you can uh, do a hundred dollar order and get free shipping and if you're coming to gcx this year I want to tell you this, you're going to have the opportunity to get an exclusive product at GCX. Mm. And then on top of it, and granted, I said this, I don't know if we're going to be able to sell them to the folks at home. And even if we can, most will be sold at GCX. So if we even get to the point of selling them at home, it'll be super limited. Yep. Um, so uh, you'll have that. And then also uh, Pete is working on a deal, either a percentage off or free shipping on any order you make from the floor. So if you come over to the Kings Coast booth, you can get the special item. And then on top of that, you'll be able to like load up on coffee and get free shit. It's probably gonna be free shipping to be honest, cause that's the easier route for us, but uh, you'll be able to load up on, on coffee and do the free shipping. So again, GCX and Kings Coast coffee. So kingscoastcoffee.com, come on down, hang out, uh, get some coffee and uh, come to GCX and we'll uh, do some special coffee there. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Cool, cool. Uh, it was a quiet week for Star Wars until yesterday. Oh, okay. What happened when, yesterday? Well, they uh, uh, and it's ironic because Tim is currently playing through the Uncharted series. Yeah. That oh, Amy Hennig. This part, yes. Yep, Amy Hennig, who was one of the original creators of, I believe, I don't know if she was creator. I think she was the director and writer for Uncharted, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but she worked on Legacy of Kane, Jack and Dexter, uh, and the Uncharted series. Um, and she, with her new studio, is working with Lucasfilm Games to create a new Star Wars game. The best part about this, though, Kevin, is that it's not a new game. It's the game that she was working on when EA had, uh, had a visceral. When they had visceral, they were starting this project. I had friends that were working on this project, and I'm so excited for them because I know that they, they were, like, they had a lot of the game, like, already in the works. Like, they already had a lot of stuff going. So for Amy, this project is already like a leg up on on everything else because they already have a foundation to work off of. They already have a story. They've already storyboarded all of this. Like I'm sure Lucas 
And, and, and I'm sure before they shut down Visceral, they gave all of this to Lucas and they put it in the vault. And they're like, you know what? Here you go. Hey, let's hold on to it for a rainy day. And boom. Because it's already been confirmed on Twitter that this is the exact same project that she was working on when she was at EA. So that so is my, exciting because we already know kind of the timeline of where this falls. They also are working on a Marvel game. So they definitely have a deal with Disney going for this new company that Amy Hennig started. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, they're hiring. It's really exciting to see a new company with an experienced vet who has a track record that is perfect. Like yeah. Uncharted. Anyone who I'm worked on Uncharted it. that wants to make a Star Wars game, you have my vote. Yes. yes please. And you're yeah. playing it for the first time. I'm playing through it for the first time. Almost done with Uncharted 2. And like, I'm, I'm seeing, it's funny because we're in that time period, 2007, 2009, um, cover shooters were really, really popular. So you can kind of see like, the, I was telling you this morning in the gym, you can definitely see the the Last of Us influence, you know, or like, mm -hmm. you know, how that cross-pollination, I'm sure, you know, they, they shared assets or team members went from one to the other. So kind of like the ideas crossed over. Uh, propane tank is a great example of like being able to throw that and then shoot it in the air and, and things like little things. Where you're like, I did that before. Um, but knowing that, you know, we, we take that spirit, that adventure game, that, that more linear uh, adventure storytelling style of you know going from point A to point B with uh with you know cinematics in between. I'm down for that. I think they 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 are able to if they do like what they did for Last of Us, you know where it's a it's a linear game, but it makes you feel like you're in a big open world and it's it holds your hand. It does a really good job of storytelling. Then boy howdy, are we in for a treat? Um, I'm very very excited. Have you played the Legacy of Kane games? Um, no. The only one I ever played was Soul Reaver on PlayStation 1. Um, there was a few after that. Uh, but I remember it being that, you know, one of those first 3D worlds. Yeah. That you could kind of explore in multiple directions. I mean, that was PlayStation in a nutshell, to be honest. Uh, oh, actually, Nintendo did it before PlayStation with N64. But um, anyway, with the, that game had a great story. It was fun. Uh, very dated, so don't go back and try and play it now. Cause yeah, no. One. Um, but, uh, that one also ex excited me. And then Jack and Dexter is, it's a PlayStation oh, sure. classic. Yeah, so. most definitely. You can tell like when you walk in, like after playing Uncharted 1 and even Uncharted 2, you can feel like as you walk into a new area, I was like, oh, this is a room that they designed to make you feel like you're outside in this like big open world. But just like, I can see all the walls and I know mm -hmm. where all the bad guys are going to spawn from. And it's just like, it's so crazy to see just how storytelling and, and video games have evolved just by playing uh the uncharted series so um but it, when it's you, crazy how well that game holds up because of how well the storytelling is done so like again that gives me so much confidence into what amy and her team is going to be able to produce yeah and it uh, uh once you get to uncharted 4 you're really going to feel it because they up the storytelling uh, well, we're on new hardware at that point we're on the ps4 and, and PS4, it's like it's yeah. prime right and it was made it was tweak it was um ideal on ps4 pro when it launched ah uh, so, yeah so it was like spider-man yeah. yeah 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 and then they remastered it for five for ps5 i haven't played that but, so I, um, that's what that's what i have so i'm very very excited to get that and then there's one more after that four was my favorite i have I, when you're done with four i'll show you the clip from me streaming it with the ending because i was like screaming at how excited <laughs> i was well like this in uncharted 2 this this like love triangle man has just been going back and forth it's been so good it's just been very very enjoyable i'm just gonna smile <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna smile well I mean, the, we, I mean like now he's with uh elena i mean like we know like that's gonna be like 
that's team like that's it the um the the game itself too once you get to four it doesn't really it doesn't deviate from its formula it continues that but much like last of us two it just made it better yeah um but it's still that cover shooter or with the puzzle solving and the climbing and the jumping yeah, it's fun it's just yeah it's a good and that's time. it it just made it better um, you know, Last of Us is a whole other animal because I needed alcohol. Oh, that's an emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never forget getting up from that stream. And Daniel's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just going to go outside and drink some whiskey. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just, I need a moment. I ended stream early after I finished it at like 2 o'clock. Did you finish the like one? Five. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, okay, okay. No, I, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the first one. No, no. The first one was actually one of the first games I had streamed because I had never played the first one ever. And oh, people were like, oh, my God, are you serious? You yeah, that was the same for Last me. of Us. So I sat down. I, I streamed the whole playthrough. I did the DLC, which was there. But the game itself was amazing, obviously. And then, two, I got so excited of. I think I was still on Mixer, maybe? Probably. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> it's a thing I'm going to. It passed this weekend. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I just I remember finishing that game. And like I was like, I got to get off stream because I'm just I'm shot emotionally. And I can't, I can't perform oh. anymore. Yeah, to, yeah, the baseball, yeah, yeah. When the the, the Negan esque style scene happened, I just wanted to puke. Oh my! Just, oh, in the beginning, you're talking about the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to puke. I'm just like I'm done. I don't want to play. No, this I'm game talking anymore. about the end with the yeah, boat. Yeah, the ending was. Oh, the ending was fantastic. It's just like that whole game from start to finish was just like I need. Uh, I don't know. People are like, "Did you like it?" I'm like, "Like it," or identify like i don't i don't know oh, how i it. feel right oh. now i wouldn't say i liked it like it wasn't yay <laughs> <laughs> um but i was like that's not, that's the last of us it's not really supposed to be like that so yeah so, so uh, point being it yeah full circle is that uh, a game like this with an uncharted or last of us style i think is like and to put it in a star wars setting is something that we haven't got we we haven't received a game like this since what um shadows of the empire essentially i would say jedi fallen order had a pretty i mean but jedi fallen order i feel story. like i think it's a good story but it's a different style of gameplay though. oh game style yeah I'm, I'd talking say shadows game of the empire. I'm talking about like the last time that we got like a uh like a like a shooter of that style with a story yeah. i think shadow of the empire so it's been like what 20 years yeah longer? i think 13 13 was <laughs> angling to be that before it got canceled yeah yeah, but and, so. and didn't we say that there was talks of potentially that coming back again? There was a rumor, yeah, because um, there was new footage with where the character was Boba Fett. I feel like this game is just never going to die. I They're going to have one, to bring it back at some point just for a meme. The visceral one came back, so yeah. Why not? I, mean, I mean, especially if you have all the production file, like I don't who even owns that at this point. I don't know. I'm not sure. Interesting. I mean, I would assume it would be because it was a Lucas IP, it would just fall to them. Do you think that with um, story, talented storytellers like this. What kind of story could they tell? Like what era? Because oh, I would find it they, difficult to tell a story in the in the Skywalker era, and unless you went with a non-force character. So it is a non-force character, and it's based on someone in the Empire. Um, there was a whole rundown. There was a whole rundown. Oh, you're of, going off of the old rundown of it i am i'm going yeah, okay. because i feel like they're going to hold true to that knowing that like it's been confirmed that this is the same project and so um i just i feel like why would you change the story that you never got to tell i think she's going to want to tell the story that they worked so hard to come up with right um and so i'm trying to find i'm trying to find the the breakdown i could have sworn that someone had 
post it somewhere. If, if someone could find it, tweet it at Kevin and I or post it in our Discord. We do have a community rare drive Discord, so go to the Star Wars channel uh, and, and, and post it in there. I'd love to talk about this because I'm pretty sure somewhere in the internet floating around is a rough breakdown of what Amy Henning's game was supposed to be about. I know it's supposed to be based off of the, um, the cutscenes that we saw during EA Play 2019. Yeah, it was no EA Play 2018 because I was sitting I was sitting at one of the tables because it was during the Battlefront 2 gameplay reveal um, is when they showed off Amy Henning's cut. And it was it was it looked like Tatooine and the guy has a black trench coat on and he walks out and there's an archway and there's two Imperial flags roll down and then TIE fighters that fly over top. And so I'm pretty sure that guy is supposed to be. I'm pretty sure that guy is supposed to be the character you're playing as. And so this is being told from an Imperial perspective or he is a double agent or, or something along those lines. It's like lines. eight seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's yeah, real it's quick. Online. It looks like Tatooine. Um, yep, I see it. Yep. I have it. Mm-hmm. So, so you it's, think this is it? I, I'm, I, I feel very good saying that this is what her game is going to be based off of. Because I saw on Twitter yesterday... From Star Wars Battle, from uh, Battlefront updates, uh, who's a buddy of mine, uh, he he was saying that it was confirmed, and I will I will take Elliot's word over over anything else. Um, he usually has a really good beat on it. Um, Elliot said that it was confirmed that this was the project that they were working on before Visceral shut down. So I'm gonna go off of what of what Elliot said, and that it was confirmed that way. Yep, the top comment says Amy Hennig worked on this project before it was canceled and Visceral is squashed and she's working on a new Star Wars title this year, so. Yep. Maybe it is this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But would would EA own that footage? Uh, or I mean, Lucas probably does. Yeah, I think every, I would, just, I mean, I don't know what, what, what it comes down for the contract, but I would assume that all of all of that content diverts or uh, goes to uh, Star Wars and to Lucasfilms. It's their IP at the end of the day. Interesting. I have seen that clip before, so yep. I, I did know what you're talking about. I just didn't realize that was that game. Um, yeah, that was that's a beautiful little environment they built there. But again, that's eight seconds. I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to build it on Unreal. Um, they're not going to be they're not going to be uh forced to to use Frostbite. So like right there, that is a huge plus for them. Um, so we know that this will be probably end up being made in Unreal Five. And Unreal 5 is just setting a whole new level for what's expected for a video game experience. And so yeah. uh, a, a Star Wars game in an Unreal 5 environment is, <laughs> oh, 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 baby, you're going to be in the movie. It feels like the next, I would say the rest of this decade, we're just going to get bombarded with Star Wars games except Eclipse. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you're right. I, so um, we've got the we also have the meta quest showcase happening today um, that I'm going to watch. I would love to see another Star Wars VR game announced. Because uh, the last after GCX, what I would like to do is now that we got the the panels up in the studio is you should come in and I should go through Vader Immortal. Yeah, they're really quick. They're like like an hour piece i get sick in vr so i could probably only do one hour sessions <laughs> yeah. yeah they're really fun i wish there was co-op that'd be cool oh uh, that'd be fun but you could watch it on the tv and mm-hmm. yell at me the entire time yeah or push you <laughs> i didn't even think of that he's gonna, <laughs> gonna trip him. me and stuff <laughs> <laughs> 
you see when I <laughs> cracked his shin with the kendo stick? <laughs> but yeah, I would love to see another uh, a VR game for Star Wars because we had the last one that we got one was sucked. Black Spire Outpost, and that was shitty. And like, no, I, I I love love Star Wars video games. That one was rough because they built it on a mobile engine because it, like the quests the quest games that run just specifically off the headset are low grade engine because it runs off of just the hardware. But then they also have the ability for you to stream from your gaming PC over Wi-Fi to your headset and make the gaming PC do all the work. So hopefully with that new tech, new tether wireless technology that will get more like actual PC VR Star Wars games because Black Spire yeah. Outpost was kind of meh, but all the Vader Immortal games were so good. So, so good. Um, it had great lore. Um, if you want to know about Mustafar and how all of that came to be, you can learn about it via the Vader comics, but also they get really deep into um, the like the actual planet and its history um, and why it's the way that it is and why it's this volcanic planet when we see it in episode three. But when Kylo Ren goes back to it in episode nine, it's this lush planet with trees that are growing and it's very, very pretty. It almost almost say um, a, a, a Japan style uh, 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 terrain, if you will. Uh, it was very, very pretty, very Asian influenced, um, like Ronin. Yeah, it had just like a samurai vibe to it when he was there. But um, yeah, that 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 all gets explained, like how it gets fixed and how the planet starts to regrow and and whatnot. It's very cool. So Vader Immortal, I, I feel like I talk every time I talk about this, I tell you guys to go play it. Go play it, please. Do me a favor, go check it out. It's really fun. You can also get the lightsaber that you get from Vader Immortal at Doc Ondar's. In mm-hmm. uh in Disney World and Disneyland, uh, I saw it there last time. I was like, oh, I need to. Next time, I'm getting you. So next time, when we go to, to Star Wars, surprise you didn't. Oh, because you built your own. Because I time. built my own lightsaber, so I didn't want to. Didn't like, want to be the guy walking out of Disney with. Look at me with my six lightsabers. Yeah, no. So next time, I would vlog the shit out of Tim with a bunch of lightsabers walking out. <laughs> the tax was, write-off. Yeah, click Don't this worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the tax write-off. <laughs> They're going in the studio. <laughs> they said it was a donation. <laughs> That's, your reaction to that skit was still like, goal. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, so I texted Wars. Janessa after uh-huh. that. Yeah. And I was like, you made it. Half of your name made it into the skit. <laughs> She's like, what? And you're like, I got to text Janet. You get up. <laughs> um, what, uh, the other thing that uh, we heard this week was Hayden Christensen to prep for his role for the Obi-Wan show, which, by the way, is 35 days away from today. So when know, you hear crazy. this later today, it'll almost be 34 days. Yeah, um, true. But Hayden Christensen binged the entire animated Star Wars series to prep I mean, for Obi-Wan. Good. I mean, does he want a cookie? I mean, I feel like so he did his he did his due diligence and did his research. I just find, think it's funny that he never went back and watched. I was the thinking about this last night. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night, and and I found that kind of weird that he didn't want to watch his character in real time grow. Like that, like he made that character possible. Uh, for me, I would lean into that. I would have been like, I would have gone to comic cons and been like, Hey, look at me. This is me. This is animated me. Do you think he's he was emotionally scarred from? He, like yeah. being Anakin that he just didn't want to even acknowledge it aside from like going to Comic-Con, which he did do. He has done. So he could have most definitely been scarred from all of the terrible backlash that Star Wars fans, including myself, give him. Because even the I, I'm 100 percent guilty of that, too. Uh, even the kid who played Anakin in the first movie in Phantom Menace uh, 
had like a rough upbringing because of that. Holy so. shit. Wow. And obviously Harrison Ford, we know his deal. <laughs> music follows me everywhere. I go to the mall. I go I to don't the dentist. Care. I don't. <laughs> Just, I love that. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I love. I want to get that. I want to get that to that level of just like when people still want to ask me questions about my career. I'm just like, I'm old. I don't fucking care. I love. Tim, that. what was your I favorite thing from Tarkov Three? <sighs> I don't Damn care. Game follows me around everywhere. <laughs> I don't care. So um, good. Yeah. So I mean, like at this point, I think it's a meme, but. Uh, you know, Harrison Ford does a really good job of, of making sure everyone knows he hates Star Wars. Mark Hamill's like one of and and um uh who else? But mainly Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, they've kind of embraced it. Yeah. Aiden seems like he was like no up until they announced that he was gonna be Darth Vader again. I wonder I wonder how he handles the evolution of going from like I wonder if he like practiced being like normal Anakin and then this like switch over to Darth Vader. I mean, like like trying to like hone that, that's gotta be this like really interesting thing. Cause you really have to embrace this, like this troubled spirit to then being just completely tormented and, and here's my like, theory. You're evil. He came back to prove to everyone that he can act and he can play this role. Yeah. And he's going to probably do a very good job in my opinion. So. Cause he's prepped for so long. He's mentally ready. And then all it's going to look like is that Anakin was a whiny little bitch through the, <laughs> the trilogy. Yeah. And that Hayden was actually the actor with range because then yeah. people are going to just go, oh, okay. If I watch the Obi-Wan show, it continues the character. And he's like, yeah. oh, he's still, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So if anything, all he can do is prove to us that he has range. If he sucks as, oh, as um, Darth Vader in Obi-Wan, then, you know, his his legacy is tarnished. So I think this is his one shot and he knows it and he's going to go in there and just kill the role. So I, I would assume any any th- any time that we see Hayden Christensen, it's going to be when he's out of the suit, when he's in either his meditation chamber or he's in a back to bath. So I'm curious, are we going to have the famous... Uh, voice of Darth Vader, or is it going to be Hayden's voice all modulated? I think we'll have the famous voice of Darth Vader. I think we'll have the famous voice of Darth Vader, but I do think they're going to take his helmet off a few times to prove the point. I think he's going to do it at one point in front of Obi-Wan. Ooh. Like a look at me type of thing. Look what you did to me. (gasps) Ooh, Kevin. Oh, look at me. Yeah, and I have a feeling if Ahsoka's in the show, there'll be a reason for him to show Ahsoka his face, and we will be met with the most gut wrenching like live action scene we've ever seen. It's gonna Star be Wars. so Joker or uh, Two Face from Batman. Ooh, I love it. That's fantastic. So Paul Paul was mentioning the the moment in Rebels when Ahsoka meets him. I don't think so. I think you could compound that actually. Uh, when he when he Paul was talking about the the cracking of the helmet, you know, the scene I always rave about how great it is. Um, I think so. That all happens knew. during Rebels. That's going to be before, though. So, so Obi Wan's before all those things happen. Oh, because he doesn't even know she's alive until the Correct. fight. Yeah, you they were don't. Right, Paul. They yep. don't. They don't know what happens the dog until until they're dog fighting and they feel each other and they're just like master. And he's like snips. It's just like it. Yeah, it was. It was the weirdest thing. I love actually because I love of that. that now I. Don't think Ahsoka's going to be in the show. Unless I don't she's think she's going to. I Obi-Wan. really don't. I think the only reason she shows up is to connect with Obi-Wan. But 
Obi-Wan, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's known that Obi-Wan is to be left alone. I think the, I think the whole idea of him being out there is that nobody knows that he's there and he wants it that way. Um, so I, I really don't think that Ahsoka is going to show up. So then, yeah, the only person you would take his mask off for is Obi-Wan, aside from being in his meditation chamber or the back to tank, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that scene of him taking his helmet off is going to be, like, gut-wrenching. It has to be. It has to be, like, there has to be so much just, just oomph to it. Also, for the, you know, because at the end of Return of the Jedi, he still has the voice modulator on with the helmet. Uh -huh. So it could be, and again, he's going to get upgrades up until that point. So it could be different than what we see at the end of that, but and they might want to do the, that mask, over. that mask also doesn't keep him alive. Like he can, in theory, he could take that mask off and be alive. Oh, like, yeah. Like Darth Malgus or something. Yeah. Like I mean, a lot. So a lot of the, a lot of the, the apparatus is like, it's, it's all here, but a lot of his suit was designed to, to harness his dark side energy. Like that's the whole point of his suit being built the way that it is. And why he's like very Frankenstein's monster esque walking around is because he want the emperor designed that in a way so that he was always in pain because he knew that Anakin's pain was the key to his potential. And so if we increase the pain, you're just going to increase his power output. And so that's why he's always, that's why he's in that like archaic suit uh, and why his his uh, his body components just look so old compared to everything else? Do you think we'll see Ian McDermott as the emperor? I don't. Oh shit! I mean, I guess I guess the emperor being there would make sense, unless it's gonna unless it's gonna be the Vader that we have come to find in the Vader comics. That he's off doing his own fucking thing. Like, you remember how how they want Vader to be more of an anti-hero? Yeah. I, I think that's... They've been painting him up more and more in the comic books. He's just off doing his own thing, and it's pissing the Emperor off. That's the whole thing, is that Anakin, from the beginning, in episode three, he even says, I can, I can destroy the Emperor. I can kill the Emperor. I can rule the galaxy. I can do it my way. He holds on to that to be true. Like, that entire... Um, vendetta Your that he has towards empire? it. Yeah, he he wants he wants the emperor empire for himself. He wants to kill the emperor, and so that's what he's just off doing. So I we might not see the emperor because he might just be doing this on his own, going after Obi Wan without the emperor knowing. We about might it. see a hollow of the emperor. We might. That, that's probably the the only time we'll see it. I don't think we'll get it like in Lord person Vader, in the throne room. To blah, blah, blah. Something like that. Yeah, and Vader. that could all be CGI, deep faked, and the voice model. Oh, yeah, that's that easy. could all be done without him even being there. But no, going to the throne room on the Death Star. No, and I like, don't think so. You know, going and doing that. Yeah. No. Okay. So we won't see the Emperor doing that. I that's, think that, that's how I feel about it right now. I just like yeah. Uh, the Ahsoka point was good. Thank you for that, Paul, because that actually changes my entire opinion on Ahsoka showing up in the show. Because I completely for like this is what happens when you tell a story out of order. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> hard to hold on to. <laughs> but um, I did get into the part. Speaking of telling a story out of order and people correcting me, uh, someone like months ago had asked me about you know Admiral Lauren and like what was his role by the time A New Hope rolled around. I was like, uh -huh. I don't know because. You know, and someone's like, oh, he becomes head of ISB and uh, during the transition from Correct. the Republic Army to the Empire. And then I just got to the part in Thrawn where Thrawn meets Yularen and everyone at that party. Mm -hmm. And Yularen likes him, which is I Loves thought was him. interesting. 
And, you know, Yularen's like, when the Navy's done with you, if you ever want to join ISB, you know, we have a place for you there. So Yularen, Yularen to me, seems like a guy that went with the program, not because he's a bad guy, but because, like, okay, we're just, he's just this is how yeah. the military's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I, think he, he's a bad guy. No, he's a really fun character. He he definitely, through those books, Yularen, you can tell, he, like you said, he just, he likes his job. That's really what it just comes down to. Is he just enjoys what he's, he's a military guy. What he's doing, yeah, he's just a military guy. I love his character. He was so much fun. So was, and then I'm completely transitioning here. Is was Price in the Thrawn book before she was in Rebels, or did they take her from Rebels and put her in the Thrawn book? No. So I think I. So I don't know, but she is both in Rebels and Thrawn, and that was so fun for me. I don't know the release date of of that book versus the Rebels episodes. So I can't so, uh, I can't tell you. She's in Rebels season three. She's in the final. She's in the last season. Yeah. So Rebels season four. Or she's in she's in three and four. She she stays she stays in the mix. So then she was a calculated. She like, might have you know been an insert. Yeah, like they introduce people all at once to multiple forms of media. Yeah, she might have just come out at the exact same time. But I thought that was really fun. Also, she uh, you'll you'll notice at the end of book three they will they will talk about. Uh, the rebellion that's 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 starting to form over on um, Braveharting. Um, sorry, Lothal. Lothal. Yeah, no, they're already talking about Lothal. Like she's trying to get off Lothal, and it sounds like they're doing everything they can to send her back to. Lothal. Oh, because you're getting her backstory as to how she comes to be in the Empire. Yeah, because right now yeah. she's basically a politician. Well, that, well, you got the story before when she was just helping her family mining on Lothal. She briefly tells that story, and then she's hanging out with these like socialite people on Coruscant. Uh huh. Yeah, she kind of like backstabs. She parties. backstabs her way up the top. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's really yeah, good. She just briefly met Thrawn, like very briefly, and was at the party at the mixer, right? Yeah, and she's uh-huh. like, "Is he like a Pantoran with some sort of eye disease or something?" <laughs> Which is what everyone says. About yeah, him. he's like, hey, essentially. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't like that they retcon. I get it for Thrawn and it's cool, but like if you read Old Republic, the Chiss are part of the Empire. Uh, but oh. they maintain the Chiss ascendancy as their first and foremost allegiance. Mm-hmm. So basically the Eternal Emperor was like, you can come in, but you can keep your government and keep your army and keep all of your stuff, but you report to us you know, so, for military so, purposes. But when you talk to all the Chiss in the game, because there's a whole expansion dedicated to just them and their planet, uh-huh. they... um. They're Which all planet? like, you know, the main uh, one, Chila. No, no, no. It's a different one. Chiss expansion. Uh, Swotor. I'll find out. But yeah, when you're talking to them, all they talk about is how the ascendancy's first and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah. it's and, dude. Okay. So speaking of ascendancy, I'm on the third book. Um, I'm a few chapters in, um, the prologue is long. It's very, very long. And then it starts, um, but it's really good. And the Grisk are now like the heavy piece and it's crazy to see how far back the Gris go in and how where they're putting them in the storytelling. Um, I got to a part where they they start to um, depict the size and just overall just the the overall just gravitas that the the Grisk have when it comes to their armada. Um, they have a na- they have a ship that um, could take down one of the largest Chiss battle cruisers in like uh, under an hour. You know, it's just like this thing is just massive, um, it's like the size of a moon. <laughs> like, what did oh you my. say the planet was called? Chila. Chila what? is their home. Is their home planet? Oh, it's called Sila in Swotor. Oh, they must have changed it then, kind of like uh, uh, Korriban yeah, and, and Morban. 
Copero is another one of their. They have multiple worlds. In yeah. Sotor. So so all so in in the Chiss Ascendancy, there's a bunch of different planets um, that they all inhabit. There's like one. There's like one that's specifically like all of the all of the houses because so there's there's nine great houses and then there's forty there's forty sorry there's nine ruling houses and forty great houses like and, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it's just like you have you have the top tier. And what's crazy is that everybody move. All of the greater houses are, you know, banner houses for the the main houses. Um, very very Game of Thrones esque, and and they can move around just like Game of Thrones. So like one great oh, house that's could like then Dune, be, actually. Yeah. So like one one uh, ruling house can then move down to a great house, and a great house can move up to a ruling house. And so and then and then uh, for military, um, they're they lose their house once they get to a certain rank. So they're only uh, a lean a light, alliance or allegiance is to uh just to the chiss and their navy and not to the house because there's a part where like the houses want to go do something so they call their all their family members out of the military back to their own houses and then they have their own houses have their own battleships and so it's just like so then they can have like civil wars if they want to to like go at it and figure things out which is very illegal but they try to do at certain points and so it's it's really interesting. I'm glad they start to break down just the overall just government structure of the ascendancy because it just it makes it makes things more understandable now as to like why like what's going on. So yeah, Scylla's their home planet in the in the game, and then Copero is the planet you go to to do. They call them flashpoints, but they're essentially dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of the story when you're going through everything, and Copero is where a lot of the chists live. Uh, so it must be one of the houses like you described. Yeah, it might be like a great house. Yeah, so um, there, there's a whole story that leads through that ends up there, but basically one of the main characters is hiding among the chests to try and um, change some stuff and you know, uh, basically usurp intelligence via the Empire because the chests are technically Yeah, they're all the doing Empire. that. Yeah, it's it's crazy how there's just there's so much uh, uh, espionage. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It's, it's crazy. And the the funny thing is about the Chiss is the way that you perceive Thrawn through everything, through action in the book, that's how they all talk and act in the game. They're all very high and mighty. They hate humans. Yep. Hate. Hate. So if you're playing, it's funny because if you're playing as a Chiss, you get a completely different reaction when you talk to other Chiss. And if you're huh. playing as any other race, they are assholes to you, which is funny because it's the opposite yeah, of what... Yeah, because humans hate, the, well, they, they find the Chiss to be kind of off-putting. Well, humans in the Empire, again, same thing. They look down on everyone. So when you're playing an alien class in your Empire and you go to like the Sith Academy or something, they're, they're like, yeah, oh. they're anti-alien. Oh my God, they say that they say horrible racist shit to you. <laughs> well, that's what. Well, that's in the in the in the Thrawn book. They do a really good job of showcasing as he's going up through the Academy. How everyone just everyone absolutely hates him. hated him. Yeah, but you're right. And, you never see an alien in the Empire in any mo- in any of the movies or anything. Nope. It's always it's always humans. Because they want them to be racist for the most part. Yeah, no, Think I mean they it. do a great job. Species, awesome job. Yeah, they're species. Yeah, they want them. They want them to to be like you know this is well. The, I mean, like Lucas, Lucas based the empire off of Nazi, Nazi Germany, Germany. So yeah, it works so it, out very well. It makes complete sense. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I'm enjoying it. I love his brain and the way he thinks and how he's ten steps ahead of everyone. I love Always. when you're like. Something happens, and you're like, "Is this Thrawn, or something actually go wrong?" And ninety nine percent of the time, it's it was Thrawn was like, "Oh no, I blah blah blah, 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 blah and figured it out before anyone knew." <laughs> oh, you didn't know. And you're like, "Oh, you son of a bitch, you got me too." Um, 
so yeah, and Mark Thompson does a great job of uh, keeping that character very interesting with his little monologues at the beginning of every chapter with the creepy organ music. Mm, yes, yeah. When you think of his, well, it's like it's like starting off a Star Trek episode with the captain's log. Yeah, captain's log. Yeah, it's perfect. I now I understand why you wanted him to do Thrawn when we had him on the podcast. Yeah, because it's just so good because he sounds just like the character from from uh, Rebels. He, he does like Thrawn the, really good, and I love his Han Solo, too. I don't care what anyone says. Ah, kid. Chewie. <laughs> yeah, it's um, really good. I can't wait to annoy the shit out of him in, at the panel and oh, be like, Mark, could you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll love that, Kevin. He'll come back. <laughs> okay, can you work for us? Dance, monkey, dance. Mark, could you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did that on comics, according to Paul. He said uh, uh, that Frank and Matt were kept asking him to do voices the whole oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, he's gonna have a stigma when it comes to rare drop. Oh no! Ah, it's the voice people again. Great. Last bit of news that we got this week was the first Phase Two cover art uh, for the High Republic was revealed. Keep in mind, we're going about 200 years back from what we've known from High Republic, so they're pausing with their their storytelling. The books still telling stories in the comics, which I am behind on, and I would love to catch up on. Uh, but time. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do on the plane. I'm not gonna watch anything. Mm -hmm. On the plane to PAX, I'm going to read Star Wars comics. I was going to watch Batman. You you should watch Batman. Well, yes. You don't want to watch it, Amy? Amy's not really into. I mean, if I oh, like watch it, it on the plane. I, like she she was going to watch it just because she like I wanted to watch it, but it's not like something that she really wanted to watch. I'll ask her. Oh, we'll watch it. You got to watch that, and then you got to watch the five minute deleted scene. Okay, I got. We have to talk about this phase two though. So we're going back 300 years. Does that mean our first book is going to be an info dump again? Uh, I hope not. God, because if I get an info dump again in the first book, I'm out. I'm going to give you this. StarWars.com. Star Wars I Republic Phase 2 cover, blah, blah. We get our first glimpse at the path of the open hand in new cover art from the set next set of books. So there's a new group, the path of the open hand. Brand new episode, blah, 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 blah. After announcing new authors, which they added new authors to the mix, which I thought was interesting. <clears throat> Today we got our first look at the book cover and one new character from the next set of books. So did you see the cover? I have not. It looks like Alderaan to me. Do you have the link? I can send it to you if you don't have it. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Path of Deceit. I've got it. All right. So it looks like Alderaan to me. I don't know what you think. Um, new character's name it's is pretty. Marta Rowe. So, uh, and this one says young adult novel. Keep that in mind. So I don't know if I'm going to like this book because almost all of the ones they've marked young adult, I have not been a fan she of. She looks like a night elf. She does look like a night elf. Oh my God. Yeah. She, she looks like a night elf. And I'm She's on a Pantoran, heavy wacky again. Yeah, but she, yeah, I guess she does look Pantoran. With I didn't know the Pantorans had elf like ears. I, know, I thought they I had guess. human ears. Or more humanoid ears. I mean, I like it. I mean, she looks pretty, but she looks like a she looks like a night elf. No, it features a Pantoran Jedi. Yeah, character yeah. only known as the mother. Oh wait, no, she's not Pantoran. She's Everenny. Oh wait. Oh okay. Uh, as the mother. Oh, I see. Okay, so Marta Rowe is Pantoran Jedi, a character known only as the mother, and a new Everenny character, Marta Rowe. So what is Everenny? They're brand new. Oh, do they come from the EverQuest planet? Oh, hold up. No, they're not brand new. There's comic book pictures of them. The Everenny were sentient humanoid species distinguished by their slate gray skin and pitch black eyes. Man, yeah, they love gray I and blue them. skin. They... Is this Markeon's race? Oh, shit. 
this is probably huh. what's in the Markeon comic that we haven't read yet. This, oh. I'm closing this Wikipedia article before I spoil something. Tim, we have to read the Markeon comic this weekend. <laughs> um, That's what I'm buying. This has to be Markeon's race. Yeah, okay, so I have, I have to read this part for you. After the great storm, as it came to be known, the Everenni tried to put trust in their institution, but the corruption of their governments led to strife and centuries of war. Why would he call it the great storm? He's the eye of the storm. Centuries of war and, and, and corruption of government. He hates government. Yeah, dude. This is 100%. The show also where, gives where us our first look at from. concept art for the mysterious Marta, who's the same species as Phase One's antagonist, Markeon Rowe. Yep. Sick. But Marta is the polar opposite of the Nihil Stormy, Nihil Stormy leader. She's quiet, calm, and collected, a peaceful presence in this era about 150 years before the events of Phase One. Next month, there's going to be more news at Star Wars Celebration, blah, 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 blah. So Christ, uh, Christine Ariel who hosts all of the High Republic, or she hosts the High Republic show, I should say that, uh, has a whole episode on uh, this, so you can go check that out. But yes, I'm glad we came to that conclusion that it was Markeon's before I scrolled down and read, because I feel yeah, accomplished cool. today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, look at us. Like uh, us. Sherlock Holmes and... Look at us. Ah, Watson. Right, have discovered... Watson. It's, it's Star Wars, my dear Watson. Star Wars. So they do look like night elves now, and I can't they unsee that. They look like that. night elves. I like it. That's cool. Man, they they're going heavy with the space fantasy. Uh, for... I like it though, because I mean, like, so I wonder if this race. I mean, I guess, I guess I would. Just, that's why Markion is force sensitive. You know, maybe, maybe they're a little mystic. You know, maybe they got some magic properties. Maybe that's why. I don't know, Tim. I... We'll find out when this we read the book. Been a great episode of Star Wars and Scotch. Is that a good Markion row, by the way? It was really good. Yes. All right, I'm going to take us out then. It's Mark and wrote, thanks for listening to the episode. No, I can't do that for longer than that. Sounds like you're just, yeah, now it sounds like we're a little constipated. Just like, like I got to go. I can't go to the bathroom, Tim. <laughs> it's all clogged up down there. Uh, well, Kevin's trying to push out his clog. All the uh, book readers, like the actual book readers, like, what the fuck are they doing right now? <laughs> if you don't know what we're doing, the Audible books will explain everything yeah, on Marky yeah. on Rose cadence of speaking. Thank you so much for listening to episode 80 of Star Wars and Scotch. Tim and I will return next week. Paul, do we have a guest next week? I think it's Darth yeah. Chaco. It is, I believe. Okay, we have Around the Galaxy next week, um, whose podcast I've actually been listening to pretty regularly, and then Darth Chaco is the following week, so we've got two weeks back-to-back -back guests, very excited, um, yeah. leading into this season, so we'll get their feelings on Obi-Wan, uh, everything coming up, I'm, and then you know we're not far off from Celebration and Obi-Wan at that point, so by the end of the month and going into GCX, Tim and I are going to have a banger so of a month, dude. Whew. I haven't heard anything about that free-to-play Star Wars game, Tim, by the way, the arena one. I don't think it's out yet. I know, which I still hold to my theory that they're like, and it's out right now. I think you're right. I think that's uh, fair. Go download it on the Epic Store. Yep. Um. So, yes, thank you so much again. We will be back next week with, like we said, Around the Galaxy. Uh, make sure you go over to kingscoastcoffee.com. Get some of those roasts going. There's some good stuff happening there. You, you, I hope you didn't miss Nitro Cold Brew because the Nitro Cold Brew. If you did, just stay tuned to our social. Maybe there'll be more. Maybe all of this time that we haven't had cold brew, we've been investing in the equipment. We need to make cold brew in-house. Maybe that's that's what happened. Who knows? 
Who knows? Sounds Head over sweet. to gcxevent.com slash tickets. Start getting ready for GCX because, like we said at the top of the episode, there will be a Star Wars and Scotch panel. Me, Tim, Star Wars Explained, Alex and Molly, Sawyerism, and the voice of Star Wars on Audible, Mark Thompson, will be joining us. Thank you so much. We will see you next week with Around the Galaxy. And Tim, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.